This episode is brought to you by Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency for interior design pros. To find out more information, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, Darla Jethro-Powell, and today we have Jessica Lackey of Jessica Lackey Consulting, and she's going to be talking to us about fractional COO services. Now, fractional COO services is fractional chief operating officer. (laughs) I have to really think that through. Services, what the hell that means, what it's all about, why it can be important for your interior design business. Even if you're not in a position to hire a fractional COO, which is what she is, um, when to recognize when you might need that kind of thing or how to operate as one yourself and get through some of the icky learning and the icky stuff that we have to do every day as business owners and delegation and some terrific insight from Jessica Lackey there. But first, before we get into my conversation with her, Wingnut Academy Instagram for interior designers is live. It is at our current launch pricing right now. You're going to want to hit that up at wingnutsocial.com. Check that out. Wingnut Academy Instagram for interior designers is our launching course, and it has everything in there on how to market your business on Instagram the exact same way that we do it here for our clients for the most part. And it is an invaluable course for you sign one client from that course, and you have made 10x, 20x your return on investment. And we do that here for our clients all the time. Wingnutsocial.com. All right, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Jessica Lackey. Jessica Lackey is a strategy advisor and fractional COO, we're going to find out what that is, for soul-centered entrepreneurs and small businesses. She combines her deep experience in strategy consulting, Fortune 500 operations leadership, and a coaching practice to radically transform you and your business for sustainable success. Jessica offers group programs, one-to-one business, and operations consulting, and fractional COO services. What the hell is that? We're going to find out. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Jessica Lackey to the show. Hey there, Jessica Lackey. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I'm great. It's so wonderful to be here. (laughs) It's wonderful to have you here. And thank you so much for your flexibility. We were supposed to do this yesterday, but had a little bit of a headache. So I appreciate that. Of course. (laughs) No one wants to do a podcast with a headache. (laughs) I know. It's literally the worst. I have done them. I have done them, and the bloopers are tremendous. And by the way, if you guys don't know, at the end of every episode, or most every episode, we do have bloopers, and they're even funnier if you watch them on the YouTube channel, Designed by Wingnut Social. So it's just a it's a sight to behold. What can I tell you? <laughs> so Jessica, we were uh, I was telling the audience a little bit about your background in the the intro for your official bio for the show. But I have a couple questions for you before we get going into our conversation. First of all, fractional COO. What the hell is that? Explain that so we can have something to jump off on. So most visionary and creative entrepreneurs, including your design audience, are gifted at their craft and maybe not so gifted at running the operations of their business, nor do they have the cash flow to support hiring a full-time director of operations or a chief operations officer. And so sometimes have trouble bridging the gap between 
their vision and maybe their team members, executive assistants or social media teams. Mm -hmm. A fractional COO, chief operations officer, straddles that balance between the vision of a business, holding that with the visionary to being able to translate that into ideas and projects and tactics and processes for the teams to follow um, in a part-time capacity. So you're getting senior level leadership at a fraction of the cost. I love, so, okay, that's a relief. So we're not talking about little tiny people. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, it's, we're, we're not Gulliver's Island here. <laughs> Lilliputians as your COO. Okay, terrific. So basically you're hiring a third party person to act as a C, a chief operations officer for your business on, for any given amount of hours, uh, right? Because you can't afford that as a full-time position. What are the benefits of doing it that way besides the obvious, besides the the financial investment right it's got to, it has to be less than paying someone 40 hours a week to do that what what advantages are there besides the financial before we get into our our topics here yeah the skill set is often so different so my background mm -hmm. i'm trained as a consultant and i went to a business school and i spent 15 years in corporate america so the things that most creative entrepreneurs are not good at including financial management and yeah. cash flow management time management people and HR teams, project management. These are not skills that I, I learned in entrepreneurship. These are skills that um, I brought into my experience from 15 years of corporate America. So you're getting that strategic mindset. Right. And also having someone to be your thought partner. Every, every founder I work with is so tired of being the only one carrying the burden of the vision in their business. And want someone to talk to. And, you know, a fractional COO spans that coach and consultant and mm -hmm. that sounding board and witnessing partner that you don't necessarily get with um, someone who's full-time on your team because they're an employee and it's a different relationship. Oh, that's a really good point. So you're very impartial in that way. You're just going to say, here it is. I'm not an employee of yours. Here's, there's the facts just the facts. And this is what you need to do. And this is what we need to do together. And I'm really not worried about it because you're not going to fire me tomorrow because I'm yep, not an I employee. Mean, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's, there's a, there's a power dynamic that shifts when it's a mm -hmm. partner versus a employee relationship. Mm -hmm. um, especially with fractional when there's a, you have a book of business that you multiple clients that you support. Also having someone who's fractional means that they see different challenges and aspects and tools and tricks from other organizations so they can bring the best of what they're seeing from their clients to um, to your business. I, I, I love that a lot. And uh, it's not just in, well, I come from a design background. I also come from a cop background. I was a cop for 18 years, but then a designer. And you're right. As creatives, we do tend to not be the best with logistics and money management and that kind of thing. So that is a huge need because, um, and I'm, I'm, this is a blanket statement. It's not true for everybody, but interior designers, they go into the business because they love the design and they love being creative. But the business side, even if they're uh, trained, if they go to school for interior design, they're not really teaching that side of things. So that's a terrific resource. Thank you for, for talking us through that. So Jessica, you kind of have a, a system, a thought process we were talking about in the green room and your guest intake for the show that you have three levels of challenge for your clients, potential clients in this area. Talk us through that. What are they? Yeah. So we look at growth as a business. Business is the self-development course you never asked for. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. we start out with our craft usually is what I call the um, comfort circle. So it's like an inner circle. Mm 
This is the things you're good at, the things you're comfortable with, the things you can do with your eyes closed. We move Mm -hmm. out to the next rung, which is called learning land. Learning land is the tasks in your business that push you, that where you learn, but you're still able to operate even though it's challenging. Yeah. The the third level, the most outer level of challenging your business is called terror town. <laughs> because terror town. Terror town. This is the <laughs> level in of of challenge in your business that goes outside of um what's called the window of tolerance where mm. it's so challenging that we flight fight flight fight yeah. freeze or fawn. Yeah. And so the challenge for most entrepreneurs is almost everything outside of doing the interior design. And even maybe that by itself, there's different uh, types of interior design projects that might be challenging, but almost everything else, sales and marketing and bookkeeping and operations are things that we were never taught in learning our craft. It's not, you know, to be a good interior designer is not to be a good financial steward of your interior design business. So it's all challenging. The The trick is for entrepreneurs to know when, where their edges are, what's mm-hmm. keeping them too safe and playing too small in comfort circle. But how do you stay out of terror town? Yeah. I've been to terror town quite a few times as an interior designer and, and as an agency owner. And I have managed to transition some of that real estate into learning land and some of it into comfort circle. At the end of every episode, I sign off, get out there, get uncomfortable and be great because uh, the only way you can grow and turn those from terror town is to actually get some experience and knowledge and be more comfortable with that. Um, still not great, not terrific. And I know a lot of interior designers in the audience. So, so the comfort circle, it's just like kind of like the, the easy comes naturally to you, we're almost embarrassed to charge clients for it is the design piece, right? We're just like, I can't believe people are paying money for this It's so easy, but it's really it's not. And then learning land, of course, is for me, I'm speaking for myself is running the business and the logistics of everything and how to get clients in and the emails and and the logistics of doing the design. And Terror Town for me was any kind of confrontation or if anything went wrong. <laughs> Which in, in the interior design business, it's such a complicated business model and there's so many moving parts is inevitable and and doing that so is that is that aligning with what your thoughts are or what are some more examples of those yeah um i think for a lot of beginning entrepreneurs i work with that what you talked about of sales and marketing is being in the learning land is in terror town you know the (laughs) filming of being on video and filming that Mm. reel adding maybe taking flat static photos of your design design outcomes is in that might still be in learning land because mm-hmm. you're pub- putting your work out there publicly, but putting yourself on camera and doing reels or um, other kind of video content could be in terror town for so many people because there's an, a large amount of steps required, not just with the video, but then that's even learning. Let's terror town for me. I'm, I'm outsourcing some of that because I don't know how to do it. And <laughs> yeah. the learning is pushing my edges a little bit. Yeah, we get that because we're a marketing agency for interior designers and, and uh, interior designers, notoriously, they're not marketers, right? And especially digital marketers or social media marketers. So for some, it's terror town <laughs> to learn to delegate that, but definitely a learning, a learning land for sure for that. So... 
Hey, interior designers, are you just throwing content at Instagram without a plan or a strategy and you have no idea what you are doing in order to attract your ideal client? Well, I'm here to tell you that we have a solution for that. I am so excited that our very first Wingnut Academy online course, Instagram for Interior Designers, is finally here. This extremely robust and comprehensive digital marketing course will take you from meh to amazing with your Instagram marketing. I can't tell you how many designers have come to me and said, listen, Darla, I'm not ready. I'm not in a position to delegate my social media marketing out to a professional like you yet. I need a more entry level, a more affordable level of a course or something like that, that I can actually use to attract my ideal client and implement it myself or delegate it to an intern or an employee. And I hear you. And here it is. Instagram for Interior Designers contains our exact secret sauce that we use here at Wingnut, strategy, methodology, resources, systems and processes, uh, everything that we do here on behalf of our Wingnut clients to get them the success that you've heard them speak about here on this podcast and on the website and in other places, that is all contained in this course. We threw the baby out with the bathwater in this course. It full Everything is here. Everything they're going to need. There are over 31 lessons, seven modules, downloadable workbooks, resources, and more. I cannot tell you how um, thorough and complete this course is. In fact, when my director first saw this, she said, man, I hope we're charging a ton for this because there's just so much in it. So for more information on Wingnut Academy and our very first course, Instagram for interior designers, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy there in the drop down menu and you'll see it in all its glory. Instagram for interior designers. That's wingnutsocial.com, Wingnut Academy. So if an interior designer you, we're seeing these three levels and we're listening to you and we're, hi, yeah, identify this part of the business with this level, et cetera, et cetera. Why are we even focusing on breaking this down? Where is this getting us in the, in the long run to, to acknowledge these different levels? Yeah, because you can get, you know, part of my role as a fractional COO is to guide my clients through the challenging parts of their business. And it's not enough to just say, oh, just do this. Yeah. How many times have you been tell, told something to do and said, I don't even know where to start. I can't even think about this. This is too overwhelming. And so all the good tips and tricks and strategies in the world don't matter if you yeah. can't implement it in your business. And so part of acknowledging where you're at is to say, is this something that is pushing my edges, but I can do it? Or is this something where this is outside of my comfort and I need a different strategy? to bring it into something that I can do. At what point do you, at what point is it cheating <laughs> if it's in terror town or if it's outside of your comfort zone to delegate it, you know, and not face it and not try to grow in that arena? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's, it's never cheating, but I would okay. say that um, there oh. are parts because we're, we're never meant, we're never meant to run this business alone. Um, but okay. I do think that there's, a requirement as a, as a business owner that you have some minimal amount of fluency in every area. Um, you don't need to, you know, if QuickBooks or your financial system terrifies you, we, you know, you don't need to know how to necessarily code all of your transactions. That's not, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's outside of scope um, really. But if you don't understand yeah. how your financials work, this is where we want to call in support. 
hiring a financial pro or a financial coach or having someone that will sit down with you and explain your financials and what metrics to look at and things like that, we can call in support to make things that are terrifying easier. But we have to be willing to acknowledge the vulnerability that comes when asking for help. And because we're because we're never designed to do it by ourselves. Yeah, I just went recently did a trip through Terratown. I have a an advisor for the agency, right? He's a business coach that I I just recently uh, signed on with. And he says, you need to do this, that, and the other thing. And it wasn't how. It was just get this done. This is your homework. And in 30 days, um, we'll regroup. And and I did it. And it was terror town. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I'm asking at what point is it like to have someone else do it? Because I'm the queen of delegation, except for the stuff that is in my comfort circle, right? My comfort zone. I love to delegate. I I like to avoid that. So let's tell us a little bit about that um, shift in the mindset and why that's important. Again, when we break this down and how can we, how can we change our mindset when it comes to things like that? Is it always just having a a fractional COO or fractional sales or or something like that? Do you have any advice in that regard? Not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's delegating is a way you win back time. So I'm never and why do the things that you don't love to do when you could use your time spending <laughs> to do things that uh, generate more revenue? That's music for your to business. my ears, right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is this isn't this isn't to say keep doing everything yourself mm-hmm. um, because things are difficult for you. Delegate out the things you're not, the things that you're less skilled at, right? That are outside of mm-hmm. your scope. Please, please do that. But. We want to find strategies to at least be able to face every area of our business. And that could be looking for help, but it also could just be like finding a pal, finding a friend to say, I'm going to do this really complicated thing in my business or something that really scares me. Can we do it together? Can we get on a Zoom call and sit down while I do this? And I have someone who's in the fight with me in the arena, literally at the same time, also doing something hard. We do we are much more able to move forward together when you move forward together. And so finding a friend um, that helps finding a starting point that can help. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're scared of sales, even having a sales script that you customize that works for you can take something from terror town to say, I don't even know what I would do to, okay, like this isn't a formula for me, but I now know how a sales calls is structured. So looking for resources, looking for co-regulation and breaking tasks down from giant overwhelming things into, okay, the very next step is this. That's that's terrific advice, and I've done that. I'm, I do sales for Wingnut um, now, and, and I'm not great at sales. I'm not, I don't, I enjoy meeting the designers, but I'm not, I get anxiety about doing sales because I don't, I'm not really good at it. I don't have a thing. And I just recently went through that little exercise. I'm like, okay, just break it down, have some bullet points. Just remember, I'm here to help them get clients from social media because we absolutely do that for our clients and break it down. And instead of being overwhelming like that, I did put it in small steps. So that's really good advice. So Jessica, what point, what level does an interior designer have to be at with their business in order to consider hiring a fractional COO? Um, The point you need to be at is where you've built some systems, you've built Um, up a client book of business where now you as the founder are starting to be the bottleneck and you've got a a suite of, of team members that you work with, but you're struggling to, you're struggling to delegate. 
because delegation requires delegation while that's in your learn it's in your comfort circle is in a lot of people's terror town because yeah. it's well how can i sure that they're doing it right i do it better than everybody else and it's the 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 concept of what will i do with my time and where will i generate my value if i'm not doing these things um because you've had to build up your baby you've had to build up a business from a baby business to a mature business yeah. and it's scary to release that. And so part of having a fractional COO or at, as someone at that strategic level can, that is a way to take it from terror town to learning land to say, okay, how can I learn to delegate with someone who's trusted, a trusted resource that can guide me on this delegation journey? What would your advice be to that interior designer, or that architect out there who is a little bit of a control freak and has real issues delegating. We come across that a lot. Uh, and I, and just even me and my travels outside of the agency uh, with other interior designers just have a really hard time letting go of any kind of control or delegating, you know, any of that, those pieces out. Like it is, it is hundred percent terror town. What, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, the first step is acknowledging where there's control because there's no process and where there's a need for control because that is your gift. And so let's not outsource the gift. Let's okay. not delegate the gift when it comes to the final design or maybe even the strategy. Like don't outsource that. Keep that. That's your that's your zone of genius. But when it comes to other things, this is where we Try to systematize what goes on in your thought process. I want to watch videos of how you do things. I want to create checklists. I want to create the watchouts. And those are the systems and processes you build over time to say, um, this is how I do things. And, oh, this was, I saw this. I saw this. I saw this. These are the types of um, watchouts we want to document over time. But I want to give every, um, every designer uh, the license to say, there are pieces that I don't give up because that is my secret sauce. Yeah. Now, and, the pieces that are not your secret sauce, we want to systematize and, um, and document. Yeah. And I think as interior designers and business owners, when you get to that level, to where you're scaling and you're hiring employees, the, the secret sauce should be that oversight of the design aesthetic, quality control, business development, and that kind of thing. Would you agree or am I missing something? Oh, totally agree. Um, yeah. And I also say it's important to have a vision for scale because you may have the dream business that you want without having to give up some of those pieces you want to stay control over. And I think we want to acknowledge where, when have we grown to a stable size that we love because growing beyond that may actually take you out of doing the, the genius work that you got into the business to do. Yes. A hundred percent. Been there, done that. Doing that now, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> As we scale, for sure, I definitely find myself juggling a lot of balls and uh, spinning a lot of plates in the air. Jessica, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this topic that um, you think that the audience needs to hear before we get into the fire round? No, um, I, I think it's acknowledging that these steps are normal. These steps are expected. Um, it's not when, when you're taking on something new in your business, if you aren't a little anxious and scared, um, I would say, are you stretching yourself far enough? Yeah, that, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Like I said before, the only way to grow is to get outside of your comfort zone. But 
I also think that if you've done it and you've tried it and you do it for a while and it's still like something you hate and don't want to do anymore, that don't be so hard on yourself if you delegate it out. It's like trying broccoli for the first time and you hate it. It's okay. At least you tried it, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jessica Lackey, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I am. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag radical and rooted. This I like is that. the, um, I believe growing a business is a radical act of care for yourself and the collective, and it requires deep roots that are grown over time. I like that. Very thoughtful. Thoughtful. <laughs> I don't speak for a living. You're stuck on a deserted island. You can have one food forever. What is it? Hamburger and French fries. That would be mine. <laughs> We're besties now. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. I recommend The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. <laughs> I heard some references to that <laughs> when you're saying outside of your zone of genius. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks made a huge difference on uh, my business mindset and delegating outside of your scope of genius, for sure. So guys have to pick that up. Jessica, please tell the audience where they can go out to find out more about you and Jessica Lackey Consulting, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, they can find out more about me on my website, jessicalackey.com. And at Instagram, Jessica Lackey underscore consulting. All right. Thank you. So I really like this concept of fractional anything, fractional hiring anything. If you're, I think it's a really good stepping stone for your business. If you're kind of in that sweet spot, you're at that place as the rainmaker, as the head of your firm to start delegating some stuff or to start reaching out for partnerships in that way without having to hire a $150,000 chief operations officer right away from the get-go, right? I think it's a really good stepping stone for that. And I think probably even more so than a stepping stone, if Jessica was still here, she'd probably say, hey, there are companies who just do this and that's all they ever do. So that's definitely something worth checking out. I know I've been approached by people who are fractional salespeople, fractional CMOs, chief marketing. <laughs> this is a whole thing, this fractional business. So I wonder if there's such a thing as a fractional interior designer. I bet You know what? I bet you there is. <laughs> who knows? All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Remember to go check out Instagram for interior designers over at wingnutsocial.com for our Wingnut Academy course. It is uh, getting rave reviews so far, and people cannot believe how inexpensive it is for how valuable it is and how much information it is. And I'm here to tell you, it's not staying <laughs> at the price it's at right now. So run, don't walk. Wingnutsocial.com or if you go to wingnutacademy.com, it'll get you there. And that's it for today's show. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Hey kids and welcome to my microphone not being up high enough. Hold on one second. Hey kids and welcome to <clears throat> welcome to Flem. Welcome to Flem 101. All right, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Jessica Lackey. Jessica Lackey is a is a is a woman. Good boy, Mango.